When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hilton. Sidekick, sidekick Josh is next to me. Yes, How sidekick are you feeling today, Josh? Did you get the um, result right of the... Well, I wasn't on the last podcast. No, weren't you? No, it got moved. Do you remember the day oh, yeah. before? God, so it's so long it. ago. I can't remember but what happened. Genuinely, before the game, yeah. I was with Gareth the Bear Parker oh, up yeah. in Manchester and I said to him, I thought 1-1. So I will take oh, the okay. sidekick um, verdict from you. All right, I predicted a defeat, but I think you know, I got a moral moral prediction right because obviously we should have lost, really. It's um, not really sure. how it works. No, no. You go into the bookmaker and go, no, no. I know that we all drew right. one all in the end, but it was so nearly one that yeah. you want to pay. Tempted though. Luke Kempner is back. Hello. The uh, stand-up comedian. Yes. Actor, I'm yep. calling you that, uh, yep. and voice artist. Yes. And the, ma- and the, and the man who does the single greatest impression of Arsene Wenger in the world, Thank you. Thank basically. You. Yeah. We can, well, do, we can do it now. Do it now. Let's do it now. Do it Come now. on. What is our, what was Arsene's res, what was Arsene's response after the Man U game? Look, uh, I think maybe uh, it was a good uh, you know maybe a victory in the end, but uh, it was not the best performance. But uh, yes, I must say it was a win for us in the end. Yes, incredible! It's just every time it's just yeah. gets better and better, Luke. The thing is though, my my wife is now <laughs> sort of bored of the magic trick. You know what I mean? I'm not. So it's like whenever I do a, a you know a new one, I'm like, oh, I'm not doing this voice now yeah. and she sort of uh, shrugs her shoulders and gosh, you haven't even been married that long she's already bored with that trick no oh, she's bored of Luke, it after about you know, I'm never, I'll never get bored of okay, that I'm good. just saying maybe I should have married you yeah <laughs> I'm available and Dan Jude is here first timer hello magazine I'm calling you magazine impresario how's that sound that sounds uh, yeah, I'll take it yeah. yeah you used to work with me in my building you worked at FHM I did I uh, helped single handedly destroy <laughs> lads mags steady <laughs> Um, and uh, Arsenal and committed Arsenal fan committed Arsenal fan season ticket holder season ticket holder um, where do you sit I sit block 111 uh, is that like directly opposite Arsenal so oh uh, okay oh in the middle kind of, up right in tier. the middle upper tier upper row tier. 10 okay uh, nice lessons. nice um, and was anyone so you were there at the uh, oh, Old there? Trafford mm. um, the uh, the distressing 
I must say, uh, oh, go on. It's an amazing stadium, obviously, and you respect the biggest club stadium in the country. Yeah. But yet again, with five minutes to go of the game, I was like, "What am I doing here again?" Every year yeah. we come here. Do you know the, the last time we won there was a the day before I started university. Oh my so god, that, that makes me feel inc- one incredibly old, <laughs> but also like incredibly amazing. Mate, how do you make me feel? Yeah, seventeenth yeah, of September, yeah. two thousand six, the day before I started university. Yeah, the day before first uh, Freshers' oh, Week, God, yeah. we have not won there. And there was Adebayor, and we won 1-0. Yeah. And year after year we go, and even when we've taken the odd draw there, it's just oh, fed Does up Does that mean when there. I was at university and you weren't even born yet? Probably. What year were you God. at university? Well, put it this way, 1989 was my, was like, well, I was there when Arsenal beat Liverpool in that in the greatest game in the history of I was, football. I was born in 1987. Okay. So, so listeners, you want to do the maths. Yeah. Okay. So I must have been starting you know, <laughs> just, just before I started you. Because I remember watching it in a pub in Guildford. Watching that Adabai. What were you drinking? Oh, probably some sort of (laughs) cider. I don't know, vodka and orange. I was (laughs) at drama school after all. (laughs) Were you? (laughs) Excellent. I always say university to sound cool. Um, (laughs) It it was nice to be there with the the fellow uh, Gareth Bear Bear Park and a couple of other friends. What force of bears it was. He had been up there all week doing uh, work for the Homeless Uh, FA. They had a a competition there last week, which I think Portugal won. He Did said, I? yeah, Portugal yeah. one. He's, uh, oh, they're the best in street football. Who knew? And the best in European football as well. That's mm. true. I hadn't thought about yeah, the double. Uh, double win. Two, just on the double, he yeah. made a really good point though, Gareth. He was saying that um, there's one thing like getting a late winner, but a late undeserved winner at Old Trafford, isn't it? And there's nothing better. Nothing better. Yeah, it was, like it was a joy. Well, let's talk about it. I mean, I've, I am going to rant a little bit because... You know, not in, a, not in a contrived sense, but I genuinely was furious about how crap a performance was. And it kind of, I thought, in, in the last podcast, Alan Alga came out with, he's king of the stats, mm. and he came out with this incredibly complicated stats. <laughs> what? So, Josh is already looking eyes to the heaven. Well, I, 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 he's, he's lucky I wasn't here. I wouldn't have let him get away with so much nonsense he was well, talking. He, but he was right, though. He was proved right. Yeah, again, the, in the big, big games, or in the big, even not in the big, big games, in be... the big-ish games, well, our, our record is terrible. We never win them. We hardly ever win them. You can think of that one or two examples Basic, in recent years his, his stat was basically in harder games we win less yeah in like harder a, games yeah, we win less all right, great that's any team so that whole game proved didn't it we were terrible against Man United mm. there for the taking you know absolutely up and down all season they don't know what their best team is and we, we selected he selected suddenly decided to ditched the lineup that had been playing really well recently, shoved Ramsey out on the wing where we know he doesn't like playing, um, picked thinking over Xhaka, I can't remember his name, El Nene over Xhaka, who would do that? Who in their right mind would do that? Mm. And the whole thing was weird. Didn't you think, Dan? <laughs> it was kind of like he was trying to out Mourinho Mourinho. Yeah. And he was kind of, you know, you, we all sort of watching it and thought, oh, you know, is Mourinho just going to park the bus and play for a draw? And you kind of saw that line-up and you thought, hold on, El Nene... And Coquelin and Ramsey, is he going to be on, on the left? And Sanchez, who's probably half fit. Uh, and you just thought, this is, I didn't feel a huge amount of confidence going into it with that lineup. And, right. and kind of within about three minutes, you knew the sort of performance it was going to be. And it tends to be, you know, this season in particular, Arsenal either start like they did against Chelsea in that first half and they're rampant. And, and I would say that that Chelsea game and <clears throat> the United 3-0 from last season are really the only two games over the last couple of years that I can remember us playing really well. Okay, maybe City. Um, but within the first five minutes, we looked so... We were just going sideways and backwards and you just thought... I don't know. I just felt from 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 the off, this is not going to be a great game, and it was pathetic. I mean, the worst performance of the season. Yeah, easily. You were well. You weren't there, but you were there at the Spurs game. You were before we came on air. You were talking mm. about how 
you were annoyed by how fat negative the fans were being. Are you annoyed with me being negative no, now? No, Or are you annoyed by the fans being negative? I was annoyed at Alan Algar, not, but I do. <laughs> I will publicly apologise because I did get annoyed at him after listening to that podcast and then tweeted him immediately. Yes, you did. Yes, I'm like, great. I was like, let's yes. no, challenge him because like I, I'm like the same as Josh. He's like you, you're fact, like, and, and he's like he was saying, you know, their stats. You can't ignore the stats. And I'm like, well, I can want to just enjoy supporting my team, <laughs> where it seems like he doesn't seem to have any enjoyment anymore but he's not here to defend himself yeah. um, but but then also he, he said he made the point that Liverpool have the same uh, same record so you know I don't really see the argument Liverpool got the same record and yet they're they're up there and and they almost won the title two years ago we finished second last year I don't really we're back on that uh, that same statistic you brought up but it really annoyed me essentially I, I agree completely with Luke and I messaged Luke about this and essentially he wanted to say <laughs> we bitch played his back you played have you got your own whatsapp group <laughs> yeah, exactly. anti-alga uh, yeah, whatsapp yeah, group you don't have yeah. a group just for the two of us it's just, it's just <laughs> yeah, a conversation just, yeah, exactly yeah. Oh, I thought maybe you secretly got other people in your yeah, group there is. you go around, you go around boys tell people I've got well, loads of groups for this, you, this whatsapp <laughs> thing you just got loads of conversation what I was saying is that you play 38 games across a season and it doesn't really matter if you were 1 to 3 or three to one ultimately you just have to get as many points across the season and that team who gets the most wins I don't really care if we're four to six or two to one or <laughs> oh, whatever okay. we are or, right. and I'm saying the point I tried to make just to be really clear at the start of this <laughs> podcast is obviously the harder the game hence the bigger the betting price the more games you don't win because they are naturally harder games now would we like to see us win more games about against Manchester United and Chelsea and Liverpool of course but you know, but isn't the point that we're, we've been in this situation for years and years where we're flat well, we've gone, Hang on, we've been in the position where we've gone to Old Trafford and got beat and got beat and got beat. So we have taken a point. And actually, did you see the little poll I put out just to mention that? Did yes. you see it? Yes. I put quick poll for those of us that are on, on Twitter or those people that follow us on Twitter. Did the game at Old Trafford show we had mental strength? And, and the options were no, it's a horrible performance. <laughs> yes, it was great spirit to draw. Or I have no idea anymore. Right, and it was forty-two yep. percent said it was a horrible performance. Yeah. So that's under half for those. Well, that, but hold on, that's 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 under half. Most people voted for that. Though. Yes, yeah. great spirits to draw, nineteen percent, and thirty-nine percent just said I've got no idea. And so twice, okay. so that's the result. So that, I agree with going along with that. Twice as I many know, people think that it was a horrible performance as opposed to a great spirit. It wasn't a great spirit. Basically, he no, brought on two players that you know he brought on someone who made a really good cross, Alex Chamberlain, mm-hmm. and someone with a brilliant header. Great, but. We played terribly, and his team selection was terrible. Even from Giroud's celebration, I I have to admit, or not admit, I have to believe that that celebration was muted because he was like, we've been dog shit today. Absolutely. And all the players, you know, they're tweeting about it and stuff like that, and it was, I wasn't even, like my mate, the Spurs fan, I know they won, but he was like over the moon with their victory against West Ham, and I was sort of sitting there going, I wasn't even happy with our draw. No, No. it was weird because normally... I was was like, I deserve to fucking lose. When, When you get a result, and you haven't played well, you normally think, oh, brilliant. Yeah, we, yeah, we've, yeah. we've ground something out here. And I, I felt the same. When Giroud's goal went in, I, you know, I had my brief moment of celebration and I thought, I, do, I, I feel weirdly unelated. I, I just It felt like, we felt that right. we cheated him. I, dis- I disagree here. <laughs> <And> maybe because, <laughs> yeah, we're, there. we're there. And I thought, we are speed so bad. It was not dissimilar in a way to the trip to Paris for the Champions League. And we were absolutely mm. outplayed. Much worse in Paris, actually. The Paris Saint-Germain had a lot more straight good opportunities to score the Manchester United did and it's going to happen and I'm just grateful that finally we've gone there and taken a good point and had that game just been nil-nil which I thought after about 60 minutes I thought this is just going to peter out into a bit of a nil-nil 
actually a bit of momentum from from taking the point in the in the manner that we did. I think you know it the feels bigger, more positive than had it just stayed nil nil. That's a very uh, the bigger picture for me is that the whole thing was like a reversion to last season and the worst. You know, last season and the last few seasons when we have those games where he barely have a shot on target, where he plays this slow build up, this terrible, tedious, pointless build up. Mm. So why? Uh, my question is why did he drop Iwobi and Xhaka, who mm. are two very forceful, fast? I mean, Xhaka. I get, as I said right at the beginning, the Xhaka versus Alenia, I'll never understand. How yeah. could you ever pick pick Alenia over Xhaka? It seems quite clear to anyone that the, the Xhaka is better. And he, and so he played that that decision, and then to drop Iwobi for Ramsey out of position. Yeah. Why not? Why not have someone in position and fast who keeps the pace of our attack mm. that's been doing really well recently? Then bring in Ramsey just because you have to shoehorn. I mean. I, I, I know everyone's slagging off Ramsey at the moment, and I don't agree with that. I don't. I said I tweeted. I don't blame him. I blame Wenger for picking him out of position to desperately shoehorn him into a team. If we'd have played Iwobi and Jacker, we would have won that game. I, I don't know if we'd have won the game. I think the reason I'll, we I'll would let, have had a few shots I'll let, on target. I'll let Dan or Luke come in on on the Jacker and Elneny, but I think on Iwobi, he's taking the decision going. This is a place we've had a lot of bad results. There are five of those players that played in the 8-2 defeat. And there is a bit of a mental block about going there. Of so course. he's gone with the player he thinks he trusts more defensively, which is Ramsey over Iwobi. And therefore, that, that's why he's done it in. does that send out? I agree. I, I agree. I, I would have liked to have seen Iwobi play. And Ramsey, and from someone who, who talks and knows him pretty well, is really unhappy about being played out in that position and he kind of looks unhappy and yeah. he's playing like he's unhappy so there's no real point I'd rather just yeah. let him play occasionally in I, the, I don't uh, see how Ramsey fits into this current setup and I think that no. you know Wenger talked a lot early in the season about pairs he talked about pairs yeah. and, and you know and he kind of said not pairs Metzaka <laughs> Oh, um, and he and he kind of said you can't fit, you can't play Jaka and Kazola because they both push forward, and yeah. so he kind of said, well, you need one of Coquelin and Elneny to ground the other, yeah. but having one of those more attacking midfielders out of Kazola or Jaka gives Özil the room to do what Özil does brilliantly, and doesn't mean that Sanchez has to play that deep. I mean, how, how deep he was playing was just no, bonkers. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so I think that for him to go out with those two players, given that Jaka. Is fit. I mean, obviously, there's issues with Kazola, which I'm sure we'll come on to, and how much we've missed oh, him. Oh, God, yeah. Um, but it just felt like he was terrified of losing to Mourinho yeah, again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and it just felt like... I, I kind of understood why he dropped Iwobi, because he's looked like he's kind of needed a break the last mm. few games. Yeah, maybe. But why he didn't bring in Oxlade-Chamberlain, right. who's had some good performances, yes. why he didn't give Giroud a chance, given that uh, Sanchez was probably half fit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it felt like fear. Yeah, totally fell out of fear. And my, my one thing about Xhaka, though, to go on about him a bit, is I think he can, I think he can do as good a defensive job as El Nenny does, mm. but he gives you a much more creative well, ball. He can pass. He can pass, yeah. thank you. I mean, he I, can I, pass. I, I, and El Nenny and Coquelin, like you were just saying, they do the same job. Yeah. And I, it's funny, I've just been reading, um, I'm reading Pep's Guardiola's book at the moment, Pep Confidential. Are you? And it's like, yeah, it's quite, you know, I'm quite, quite, getting quite intelligent now. Do you do a and, Pep um, impression uh, No, as well? not yet. Oh, okay. Not yet, although I was trying to practice earlier. Yeah. But it was reading about sort of of him in his playing days and how he sort of that position of when it used to be just one you know that Makaleli position that sort of where you're between the lines but you can mm. pierce those defenses so and you confuse defenses and it was and it was on the same day I was reading that that um Keown was talking about how if he didn't pass to Vieira Vieira would rollick him and then uh, and so then and Keown once said to Vieira he said all I ever do is pass to you and Vieira laughed and said yeah well all I ever do is pass to Dennis <laughs> and it's like right. that thing of like where you would have 
Cazorla, who always picks the ball up straight to Ozil, and then, then it works with Sanchez up there. Yes. But at the moment, with those two sitting players, and, and it happened time and time again. And then, and then what annoys me is that Ozil was terrible in that game, yeah. I think. Yeah. And, and he sort of... Because I love Ozil, but when yeah. it's not going well for him, he sort of tends to look like he's almost giving up. Yeah, and now we're going to an ad break. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203-817-4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. And we're back from the ad break. I, I, I agree with you, and I think I think he's like in those games where where the, the the formation isn't working, and we're not creating anything. I just think he looks depressed yeah, and kind of yeah. he's like, oh, I'm not. There's nothing I can do, you know. But it's the other thing. The, it's the substitutions. Not no substitution until what the seventieth, seventy second, seventy third. I mean, I, I mean, wish you could put a bet on the minute Wenger does his first substitution <laughs> to the minute because you can mm. set your watch by it. Seventy second minute, yeah. And and he must be the only manager in the league that will. not not change things not even at half time but 60 65 minutes he just yeah. leaves it till the 70, 72nd minute every week it's- Jose Mourinho and Klopp and all those managers <laughs> would have made substitutions at half time after that first half performance wouldn't they he let it go on I and mean, I couldn't believe this the commentator on Sky was giving him an amazing amount of credit for bringing on two substitutes I'll say two things one that I think in terms of substitution yes it would have been nice to see players come on and we do almost have this thing with Wenger where it feels like he's almost got to pay them by the minute or something for you know there's some sort of ratio of mass at the club who was saving a bit of money by not bringing them on for some sort of bonus if they only played 20 minutes but in terms of giving him credit, Ox- uh, we were thinking, you know, who's going to come off the bench? And I don't think any of us thought, right, Oxley's going to come on at right back. But he saw it. He saw that Rashford was a player that had been done the, jo- the job out of left. And if there was ever going to be a moment, Jenkinson was never getting mm. past the person and crossing the ball all game. And it was all about, and you saw the players. I thought, I found it weird. The last 10 minutes of the game, every single time the ball was coming over to the right, come over to the right. We weren't trying to even get crosses in. It was, we were just working it and working it and eventually we got it. And you have to give him a little bit of credit for that because bringing on Oxlade at right back was, was not the obvious call. And if we were going to score, honestly, it was going to be an Oxlade Chamberlain cross onto an Olivier Giroud header. I really felt it. Well, all right, but you know, it's like giving him credit for rectifying something terrible that he did. Okay, so I, I felt that the game we were, almost looked like we were waiting for the subs. If we were going to win that game from from the, the kickoff, it would be one nil if we could grab a goal somewhere. And maybe that rubbed off on the players. They were kind of thinking, "Look, we'll hold it seventy minutes. We bring on Giroud and we try and then win the game." And that was a problem for that from that sort of you know second half onwards until we conceded. It looked like we were almost waiting for it. It, it looked like it was increasingly happening. I think even I watched the commentary back when I when I got home and watched the highlights and that was it you know Juan Mata it's been coming was was the first words after after yeah, they scored yeah. and it what it had been coming what do we think about Dan said you said and that you think Giroud should um stay in the team I believe and play next week Did you not, I, do, uh, I do I think he's um I feel very sorry for him I've got I mean I've got a self-confessed man crush on Olivier Giroud did you see him um, at the tennis last night with um, oh, yeah, Robert was, Pires fine figure it was quite a hot line oh. wasn't it of Arsenal players and they were at some gala <laughs> with Beckham the night before did you see that yeah, picture Cazorla yeah yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah yeah no I, I mean I think that uh, you know Giroud's celebration said it all um, I'd be pissed off if I was scoring goals having played roughly 10 to 20 minutes every game I mean I read a stat that he's out of his last nine shots he scored eight goals mm. um 
I say shots, mostly headers. Um, and, and you just think, what's he got to do to get in the team? And, and it just felt that at the start of the season, when we, when we were playing well and we got a couple of decent results against Watford, I think, and Hull, and, and then we got the Chelsea result, I thought, OK, maybe this is working with Sanchez. But there's no sense of a plan B. And, and I think doing it at 72 minutes, for me, that's kind of a plan Q. Um, you know, the, the <laughs> I saw plan- it referred to as a plan G on Twitter today. <laughs> but you yeah. know, the, the, plan, the plan B for me was, well, actually, you know, Sanchez has just come back from a 15-hour flight. Yeah. He's clearly had an injury and he's played a lot of games. It feels like if we're going to play defensively and put a lot of crosses in, let Giroud... Let Giroud have a game, and we had we had twelve unsuccessful crosses um, before Giroud connected with that header to score. So we had a zero percent cross completion rate until Giroud came on. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you think, well, if you're going to play that type of football, why wouldn't you play with a centre forward who's not Alexis Sanchez? Well, I can't remember who was. I can't remember where uh, what pundit said it, but they, they they were saying that United kept pushing us out to the wings. So it's like, mm. well, then put Giroud on the pitch. Because then if we keep getting pushed down the wings, we've got, you know, players... Monreal can get down there and Jenkinson can get there. And he did put in the odd, the odd cross. There just was no one there. And I, I really hope that he rests Sanchez for the next two games because I know he did it last year and, and it got to that Norwich game and then Sanchez was out. Yeah. Just rest him. I know he gets angry, but <laughs> rest him. You know, that's what you're paid to do. Yeah, my, I mean, my only argument against that is, I, mean, I know, you know, I am very anti-Giroud, but... My thing is, A, if it, right, so we've now we've got a super sub situation, basically. Mm. Well, yeah, he's doing really well in that role, in the plan G role, coming on as a sub. And I know, I, I agree with you that Sanchez should probably rest it because he's obviously, because he's going to get knackered, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But if he is fit, if he's actually fit enough and he's not knackered, then for me, I would play him, I would still keep playing him up front. In that United Any day. game, given the way Well, yeah, that- but I think, because I think the problem was, is, was the midfield having no creativity whatsoever. That's why we were also, why we were pushed out to the wings, because there's nothing, there was nothing happening in the middle. Mm-hmm. They literally could not come up with a creative move between them. So it was like, and Urza wasn't doing anything either. So it was a complete lack of nothing, anything going on. And that's why Sanchez was coming back constantly right to the yeah, you know yeah, yeah. going back to try and get the ball so he could do exhausting himself to try yeah, and do yeah. something people will say oh he gets in the way but he was only doing that because he wasn't getting any mm, service from mm. I think if he played if he plays Xhaka I think I do think Xhaka is the real key especially without Cazorla because Xhaka is a creative influence as well as being really powerful well Cazorla looks you know increasingly more important and that was another thing actually when I saw someone who, who as I say is close to Ramsey about how much the players regard how highly regard they regard Santi Cazorla and that they feel in some ways he's more crucial to the momentum of that midfield than Ozil and that they you know they're desperately missing him and I saw you you mentioned Guardiola before that we've sent him out haven't we sent Cazorla out to this specialist over in Spain who Guardiola sort of worships Mm. as a sign to try and rush him back but I mean it's one of those horrible Arsenal injury situations where it's supposed to be three four weeks now he's supposed to be back for the Christmas period same thing happened but you just worry it was, it was the same thing happened last season with Cazorla and as soon as he went yeah. we, we, and, and I said this on the last time I was on um, three podcasts ago it's, it worries me that it's like one player goes and that, that seems to be it I think I, t- I tweeted um, no Cazorla no Arsenal and that's what it feels yeah, like. It's it does. The same again. It was the same yeah. against Middlesbrough. The same against Tottenham. All three games, I think we should have won. It really annoyed me. People were saying that the Mid- Middlesbrough game, that the Middlesbrough, we were lucky to actually get a draw in the end because I, I think that. We just didn't create anything. No. But it's another Alan Alga point, though, to be fair, which is that he's saying the myth of our big squads. Because, you know, I, I mm. actually myself was thinking, oh, this squad is the best squad we've had for years and years. Some people say it's like the best squad Wenger's ever had. Mm. But actually, when you're right, when those two or three key players, if you either change two or three key players, or, and certainly losing is all it, we're not, we don't look good at all. 
Hang on, we, we had Shaka, who we spent, what, 30 million on, on the bench yet. We had Giroud, who's come on and scored the goal. Yeah, we've but got I'm talking about the, Pear, what, the selection we earlier. We've got all... Well, was, we we've got, I think we've got depth. I, I, I don't but, take but the point then, we haven't got I, depth. I, you know, and I'm, I'm you know, the ultra-positive mm. fan, but it does, it, I, if we have got that depth, if Xhaka is the backup to Cazorla, then why wasn't he playing? And, and it, I, I think we've got depth in great positions. I, I think, you know, Ospina and Czech are pretty close, mm. you know, and it's great having uh, Monreal and Gibbs and, and, you know, Giroud to come on. I think there's loads of, there's loads of backup, but yeah. it does, it, Cazorla goes and it's, you know, you know, we've got Man City yeah. in. That was also, weeks. wasn't it Jenkinson as well? Another, you know. Well, he's, Debushi seems to, Debushi played. Yeah, you know, the under 23s or something. Yeah, he scored. scored, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good goal. bring him back. Um, uh, although, might, they might be rushing him back. I don't know if that's yeah. why. I, I just think that the, what I took objection to in that game was that everyone's found it very easy to slag off Mourinho all season and gone, you know what, he's got this incredibly expensive squad of players at his mm. disposal and he hasn't, he hasn't quite worked out how to play them together. And that game, he, you know, United weren't brilliant. They were still a far cry right. from the glory days. Yeah. But, but he it looked like he knew what he was yeah. doing. Pogba, that's the best Pogba's played this season, oh, by, I think. by far. And I, and I think the, the problem with Wenger is that you watch a game like that and it looked like he's got these great players... Sanchez, Ozil, you could argue Ramsey mm, based mm. on some of his prior form. Um, Theo Walcott on a good Theo Walcott day. Um, and he just doesn't seem to quite know how they fit together. And that, for mm. me, is the worrying thing that, that we've got this great squad, but they're not really playing together. I don't think we've played together well all season, mm. really. Well, Marino, at least, yeah, he, he picked his fastest players, didn't he? Like, we just put all these kind of young, pacey players. And they, and they just... They just look much better than we did from almost all of the game, I thought. And we could have, again, that's it. I'm going back, I'm repeating myself, but I'm going back to the point. If we'd have played our pacey fast players, then it would, we would have been much better. But we can, we can rake over. I would like to see, I was just one thing about Ramsey. I wouldn't mind seeing Ramsey and Xhaka together in midfield. Oh, I'd really? rather see that. Yeah, I mean, I think, because I do think Xhaka can, is more defensive mm. than Ramsey and can do, you know, he, I mean, he obviously gets sent off half the time. He yeah, does like yeah. to tackle. Mm. And I'm not saying he's the best tackler, but he's more of a, you know, he's more of a powerful player in that kind of position. I, I think he could do that job that El Neni or whoever does or Coquelin. And I looked in, and it would be much more creative, obviously, as well. Mm. At least Ram, if you mm. want to squeeze Ramsey in at all costs, as clearly Vayner wants to do, at least put him in the position he prefers playing. Well, I'd be surprised if we see too much more of Ramsey anywhere but kind of where he wants to play central midfield because I think oh, you, know, I mean, you often Arsenal fans have a, a player that seems to get picked on quite a lot over the years whether it be you know Arsenal and, at the moment he's flavour of the month for abuse it's been Giroud it's been all sorts and suddenly well, we're it's all it's always Theo Theo yeah. exactly we've always played and at the moment like certainly from the fans old trap you know Ramsey was getting absolute dogs abuse and I think there is a value in like how long more can this go on? Like, there's no point playing it. Clearly, a very talented footballer. We saw it with Wales oh. during the summer. If he's going to play, I think you're right. He has to be at some but point given the opportunity be back a, in the middle. I bet you anything, Wenger will play him again a on Wednesday. On that left, le I can't if not see on Wednesday, it. at least I can't when, see it. when's the next league match? Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Sunday. Bournemouth. I bet you he does. Because he's so stubborn. He'll be like, he's done it loads of times. Why would he suddenly stop? He thinks it's fine. He, don't, he won't. He, you know, I think, I bet you he plays him either on Wednesday or Sunday in that same role. Mm, I'll take you on. Okay, <laughs> okay, we'll have a charity five pound okay. bet. I don't think he will. Certainly not on Wednesday night. Maybe back but against Bournemouth. What I worry about with Ramsey is it sort of feels like if he's not playing in that Özil position, he doesn't really 
work for him elsewhere in that team and it's like if you, he's not going to get in ahead of Ozil no. in, in his favoured position and then we yeah. did see it but at least in the middle he's better he, he, yeah, I feel he's better, fine I think he's happy in, it's, it's somewhere in the middle rather yeah. than being stuck he's at not wide, the player, you know what was it two or three seasons ago when him and Giroud just had that amazing partnership yeah. together and it was a long time ago now yeah I know but mm. it's just I, it's, I feel it's such a shame because I, for what, what, what a wonderful player he is but I, I can't see him getting into the position he wants to play where he's best well just the arrival of Ozil essentially mm. rendered him obsolete for yeah. Arsenal you know you, you had him, him as that it's kind of floating Ramsey. player and, and uh, Ozil's killed Ramsey yeah he's killed Ramsey which is ironic given how many there, people yeah, Aaron Ramsey's <laughs> killed yeah, absolutely there was good news there wasn't there that um, Hector has signed six years six year contract did you see That's Arsenal did that 10 minute video where they were like you probably didn't see this on Facebook they were like we've got some news coming up and they were like pretending they've got people sound checking and pretending who's going to come in it was a bit cringe it was like oh, 10 God. minutes of waiting 9 minutes then eventually Hector were, like looks a bit old. It was like Hi, I've been told to come in from the next room and I'm signing six years. I love this place. I've been here for so long and I can't wait to stay here for a few more years. Oh, that sounds brilliant. brilliant. It was like a sort of unveiling. It was like almost like an unveiling. But it is great because he's so far ahead of our other right back option as we saw on Saturday. Yeah, we missed him massively, didn't we? I mean, again, you know, that's... He's just well, he so does, he gets he gets past people. He you know we've seen him getting forward and putting he's not quality back, deliveries. Sort of three weeks, three number three mm. or four weeks. Well, well three weeks slash three months, yeah. presumably. In the then they, and then they come back. Him and Casula supposed to be coming back at the Christmas period when it's when you've suddenly got three games in two days. Yeah, which I always think is a bit of a worry. A player coming back from injury is the last thing they need is to be playing yeah. that amount of games. Yeah, but I mean, I think this has been a bit too doom and gloom. Something that probably happens on this podcast a bit too often. Like, uh, I'm known for on, my doom and gloom. Morning, Josh, I'm not going to change my. You thought, USP you thought we'd now. lose, right? So you you, you said earlier you thought uh, yeah, we'd lose at Old Trafford. Yeah, so morally we lost. Let, we didn't. <laughs> Well, it's funny. You got Mourinho like, saying like, morally um, Wenger won, know, or Mourinho whatever happened. That weird comment three times. Yeah, I mean, Marina, what an idiot! Prick. He, did you see the Arsenal fans? Say, you're, you know, you're not special anymore. There's a lot of like, you're not special. Mm. Well, anymore. you're not special. You're, you're not, a cunt. Yeah. Well, which, I wasn't sure if we could. On, well, on, I, was, um, I wasn't sure I could use that no, word on this podcast. On, this, so I, we can say, well, yeah, this, we have the freedom of, of all swearing. Editorial freedom. Yeah, I give us the, the freedom to say it. But on on Sky, it was brilliant on Sky. And it really yeah, loud. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. they had a close up of Mourinho looking really furious about the penalty. There wasn't penalty. We haven't even mentioned that. And that massively loud chant of "You're a cunt" came up. It was great. It was beautiful. Did anyone think it should have been a penalty? I did when I first saw it. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah, I thought we And then, uh, and then when I've watched it back, it, look, you, you, they've been given. Yeah. But I, it yeah. would have been very, very, um, uh, you know, it was a, a light penalty. Yeah. And there was no, one I, angle. I think when he, oh, really? as soon as he put his arm out, I, I yeah. thought... Yeah. He's not going to win the ball, is he, when he puts no. his arm out? But there was out, one so angle where you saw that he, who was it? Valencia. Valencia. He put his arm out first. Yeah. That was the angle, the key angle. So I, I think, you know, if his putting his if arm If it was against it. Arsenal, I would have been annoyed we didn't get a penalty. Yeah, I mean, I mean you immediately so, thought it was going to be a yeah, penalty. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Look, overall, the point I was making is you thought we were going to lose. We've got a point. We, it's not the worst weekend and, of our lives. But the whole thing... Oh, sorry, go on. Well, I was going to say that actually, when you look at the big teams that have all come back off this international break, that, you know, Liverpool drew and couldn't couldn't find you know couldn't mm. find that goal man city were one one until you know they they got a, a late goal united weren't at their best chelsea only managed to beat middlesbrough one nil and tottenham you know 88 minutes were going to yeah but despite that I'm three worried of those them. teams you just named didn't win yeah. no i know but my point is, <laughs> they is won that, great. that I we, agree. Only, we we still got a draw and no we one had the was hardest quite game their, no one was quite their best and and as wenger said teams are going to lose at old trafford well another uh, alan al- the the i'm, I'm really keep quoting alga but he oh, always God. says how bad we are after the international break he always 
yeah. as that, which has again been proved. He also right. had a thing about odd years, or yeah, even odd, year, odd years. All, all the thing, all yeah. the things are coming true. That he says, but all I'd say, I think the bigger picture. I know I've been, I have been incredibly negative, but I do feel <laughs> negative about it because I just think it proves that we're still not, we're still not going to be up there. I think that performance absolutely proves. And I know it's only one game, but you, you have to add it to the performance against Spurs a bit and mm-hmm. other, you know, and I think it just, I don't think we're going to, we, I don't think the people who think we're going to win the league with this team are deluded. I just don't think it's true. I still don't think we're good enough. I don't I think, think we're, I don't think we're even close. No. Uh, I think, I think actually it, you know, last, last season Sorry, was, Luke. Last, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a relatively pessimistic Arsenal fan. I think, I think most of us have become, become <laughs> pessimistic over the last 10 years. It's hard not to. But I think, you know, we, when we signed Mustafi and we signed Jacka, everyone said, well, actually, this is a team that's got characters. It's got bite. Mm. You know, it's got steel at the core. And yes, Mustafi's been great. And I, and I think our back five is very solid. It's probably the best back five we've had in some time. Yeah. But that team that has played against United and against Spurs and that scraped quite a lucky win against Burnley and quite a lucky mm. win against Southampton yeah. and held on against Swansea. Oh, I mean, God. if you really look back at the games this season, we could be five, six points adrift of where we are. And I know it's all lifts and butts. Mm. Um, and, and, and I've kind of read a lot of opinion of people saying, well, the sign of a true champion is when you can get a result against the run of play but I don't think we look anywhere near Liverpool or even Chelsea um, or City at the moment no I agree and I also think there's been glimpses there's been glimpses of it that give you enough hope this season so obviously the Chelsea result stands out we smashed Ludo Goretz alright it's only Ludo Goretz but there's been moments this season where you've thought you know, there's enough there. Yeah, of course, there's been a lot of the results. Even to add to that list, Luda Gretz away against a, a team we should obviously be beating. Um, PSG away. PSG, there's been loads of results, but there is that argument, depending on if you're a pessimist or your glass is half full or, or empty, that you say, right, we've got, we're going to get to the end of November, this horrible November thing. We might only be three, four points off. Tomorrow night, we, or Wednesday night, sorry, we might win a Champions League group for the first time in four seasons or whatever it might be. We we're going to beat Southampton. <laughs> and then, and then, we might be in the League Cup semi-final and we haven't been that great and we've got this squad that we're all quite excited about. Who knows what December and the rest of the season can bring? Like, if this is us being a bit miserable, by God, it's really, you know, not that bad. Yeah, but you say that every year and every year in the end we end up Look, being every year exactly we're not same. supposed to win the league. You make it sound like we're favourites to win the league from the outset. We're, we're third or fourth favourites from the start of the season and probably that's yeah, but where if we'll if end up but it's not done now this team isn't definitely not capable of winning the league because we've managed to get a point at Old Trafford and we should win our Champions League group and we should be in the semi-finals <laughs> of the League Cup in about 10 days time it's not it's not yeah, bad but he's still making those weird decisions and he's still like doesn't you know can't just can't just stick to picking the best formation of the best team That's these are the problems for me and he's still not spending quite the money that he should be spending to I, I just, over I just think the, the problem we face this season is that the Sanchez um, form over August, September, October papered over the cracks of the fact we didn't buy. Yeah. I mean, we bought Lucas Perez. He looks yeah. like he's probably going <laughs> to sit <laughs> sink the, into obscurity. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't look like the answer to all our problems. And, and yeah. you know, you look at those other teams that are pushing mm. and they've got the agree, Agueros, yeah. you know, Ibrahimovic has struggled, Costa has already scored 10 goals. And you think, you know, we sort of forgot about the fact that we don't have a recognised mm. centre forward yeah. at this club at the moment. Danny Welbeck, God knows when he'll be back. And you think, well, if, if City lost Aguero and Chelsea lost Costa, where would they be? And, yeah. and how much of a difference would it make if we had if we had an Aguero or Costa 
I would say we could challenge for the league. Yeah. But that's what's missing. Or even that dude who's placed for Spurs, who's not on, what is he on? Not a week? He's on less 50 than grand 50 grand a week. Yeah, what yeah, the yeah. fuck? I mean, that is Well, not for long. They'll get a new deal soon. Yeah, but he still won't be up at, I was listening to say, he still won't be up at sort of Costa. No, but I guess they're not playing on the emotions of someone that wants. No, no. If he wants to stay at Spurs, then you you play on those emotions, don't you, of him wanting to remain at the club for maybe less money than he can get elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. You have to realise you're barefooted, Josh. I'm yeah, I'm taking it off my socks. It's been slightly disconcerted well, by this. Well, I, 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 I don't know I'd point so, out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, well, can I just say, it's only just, driving rain in Camden. <laughs> I got absolutely caught in it. I'm sodden, to be honest. Um, but only from, one foot is sodden. Well, my right foot <laughs> definitely had more of a puddle situation. There's your podcast title there. Only well, one foot is sodden, by the way. One foot is sodden. Well, that sort of sums up the little glass half full, glass half empty um, message of this podcast. Oh, you've got that, Luke and I saying it's it not all doom and gloom. Right. And yourself and Dan. So you've got I'm going to take off the foot. other sock now. Um, it's also wet. I mean, you guys have, is that what you could see? It's, Suitably no, you don't, damp. Don't have to do anything for me. Right. But I'll just, it's, it's, it's a symbolic. Well, no one listens to the podcast symbolic... really cares if I've got a sock on or not. <laughs> you say that. No one cares. If, if there was a smell or something, then you could notify no, me. Very but fragrant, think... no smell emanating yeah. from, your, okay. from your feet. Fantastic. It's good to know it's a metaphor, though, for, for, the, for the half class of podcast. Yeah. yeah, for the whole podcast. Right, sock on. Yeah. Right, sock on. No, Apologies we, we for people. The title. Apologies if you think I'm being overly negative. It, it will make people feel. I had a brilliant Twitter argument today with that positively George about, is it about opinions. He, he seemed to think that if you. He did this tweet where he said, if you um, question, the problem with questioning Wenger's tactics, team selection, or basically anything, is you think you're, you think you're right. And well, he had this whole thing, and I'm like, hold on, you know, football, I know it's a cliche, is about expressing opinions. Mm. Like, there wouldn't be any podcasts, all the 10 billion Arsenal podcasts there are, or football podcasts, or columnists, well, or journalists, in, if we weren't pubs, allowed to criticise you know, the fucking team selection. Yeah. yeah, and it was like, it seemed to be a suggestion that we should not be allowed to question. Well, I can't, I, I, it's really weird, for me, I think for me and Josh, sort of that we don't I can't I always feel hope and it's yeah. sort of like I can't imagine what it's like you know because I have like you <laughs> know you hear people this point to, it's not even sort of negative but just sort of to feel that Wenger can't do it but it's I, the hope that kills you. Yeah. It is. Because I'm fine, but what, I'd rather have it. Like, well, I, know, it's no I, think, fun. I think I the would, The difference yeah. in the feeling, I tell you, we were like thinking about, you know, our, our long journey home, whatever, four, four and a bit hours it took to get from. 88 minutes of that game gone, I was in a bad mood. And yeah, we were crap, but we got a point and I was <laughs> yeah. in a much better mood about it and we yeah. haven't mm. let Man United get within three points of us and we're not, you know, worrying about even top four. Like, our aim is still the title yeah, exactly, much yeah. as we're fourth favourites to go win it, it it's still early it's still November we've drawn a North London derby which we pretty much do every year without fail <laughs> we've got a point at Old Trafford which we don't do at, I just think it's like not that bad at the minute <laughs> it's just not that bad there's one sock on it's just not that bad one sock on Talk, okay so let's look at predictions we've got this PSG game on Wednesday yeah do you, you enjoy I mean the Champions League nights the group stage are generally not that exciting but Paris Saint-Germain is a big team it should yeah, be quite no, fun I'm excited, yeah, I'm excited. are they inform Paris Saint-Germain um, we'll quickly <laughs> refer to Josh uh, can do his homework away. on that yeah, one okay, good sorry, question yeah, Luke yeah. Yeah, sorry about I that. mean it's all very well having an 11 I, point I think they're not running away with the French League Aren't as they, they have in previous seasons okay. Okay. Oh, right. good to know good to know yes and you know you can now tell we do no editing of this because otherwise we could have gone up here to inform yeah, yeah, and it would yeah. have been a very smooth very transition to go yeah, actually uh, in their last yeah, few yeah, games they're really yeah they've won the last four games oh, okay. they've beaten Nantes, Rennes, uh, Basel away and Lille in the last four games so four wins on the bounce with only one goal oh, conceded God. it's 2011 you've put, you have put this stat since we last topped a group though which is pretty extraordinary in itself isn't it Who, are we going to go full on so what's the situation if we win if we okay. win, win the, win the group because we're head-to-head because we've had a point over there. 
yes, we want to win the group. I know other groups have gone a bit. Have you seen funny. teams in second place? Be, oh, go on. Who's it? Bayern Munich. All oh, right. Juventus. Oh god. Real Madrid. Oh Jesus. Atletico Madrid as well. Yeah, Atletico Madrid. So you saying yeah. the one year we, we win that group, we're going to end up playing Bayern fucking Munich? Again. I, I would argue that. I would argue that you. I mean, no one wants to get Barcelona, and Barcelona are going to win the group. You'd have thought, but I would argue that if you look at those Champions League tables, the teams in second place at the moment are the stronger teams. Wow. So it Listen, might be that we'll, we'll win so the group awesome. and then we'll get by Munich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, this is very class empty again. It's one sock empty. off. Right? It's one, very much one sock once, off. Once yeah. we got Monaco. Yeah. And, oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah, that, that was a sad state of affairs. But then if you look at the teams, I wrote, didn't I, on the, uh, on the other piece of paper you have about all the teams we've come on behind the in recent years. It was all the German teams. We've, we've come behind Schalke, Oh, yeah, we Dortmund. finished behind Schalke, Dortmund and Bayern Munich. Dortmund so twice, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's not all doom and gloom. Yeah. I'll, I'll be team. happy as long as we're not playing Bayern or Dortmund. Frankly, as long as we're playing, you know, I want to. I want to. I'd like to get to Madrid. That'd be good. I yeah, mean, we're obviously going to lose, but it would be know, a nice trip. Napa. I mean, we're not going to win. We're not going to get. Actually, I predicted it. I did that. Filled in that. Um, uh, block five Gooner, you know block five Gooner. He's a, he has a um, he has a uh, what's it called blog. All oh, right, yeah, very modern. Yeah, he has a blog because <laughs> it's known. Okay, and he has oh, this yeah, questionnaire, yeah. and I filled it in, and I said I randomly suggested he might get to the semi final of the Champions League. See, that'd be great. Living in a dream world. See, mm, okay. I, I can be one half, yeah. half full. My yeah, sister had the negativity. Yeah. Currently, also second in the groups. Right, Benfica, Bayer Leverkusen. Porto, right? So, there's a, you know, as much as you can say there's some dangerous teams right. in there, there's also some teams we'd, we'd oh, okay. probably rather I think psychologically you'd, you'd like to top yeah. the group. It'd, it'd be, be nice, nice. it'd be it'd nice be after nice. last few seasons. Yes. It'd be nice to get a win against PSG. Yeah. A big I, just team. Want to, I just want to see us, because um, for the last three games, we don't seem to be able to create any chances. Yeah, well, exactly. I want to see <laughs> so play, like, and I, Yeah, we'll have a shot on target. target would be good. And I was talking about Liverpool, but at least like in that game, they did create loads yeah. of chances yeah. so Klopp like came out and he was perfectly happy with that draw yeah. and I think that is the reason you sort of did come away from that United game feeling a bit down because it's like well, yeah, we were pathetic Yeah, so, so, yeah, I'll be happy if we create some chances as you say if he doesn't play fucking Ramsey out wide mm. if he just if he brings Xhaka back I'll be happy and I think we can win that game I'm going to go for official predictions now because mm. it's that time it's 39 minutes into the podcast Luke I've got on my what? first. Yeah, sure, you're going first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for, for both games or just for Yeah, so the other game, game, of course, is, is it Bournemouth? Bournemouth, Bournemouth, on Bournemouth. Sunday. Yeah. Is it on TV, is that? 2.15 oh, on Sunday. 2.15? Oh, is it on, on telly? Yeah, it must have been telly. Yeah, on telly. 2.15. You, you've got I'll be there. brunch plans, Boyd, beforehand? Uh, it'd be nice to have brunch, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have nothing planned yet. I think the thing is, Dermot tends to organise these things, and he'd be, he's got, he'd be in the studio. So. Yeah. Mm, Dermot, he couldn't even go to the North London Derby, which started at the ungodly hour of like noon, didn't it? Mm, he couldn't even he make had, that. He, could, he had to be in the fucking studio on a Sunday for an hour long show. I mean, I don't know. I hope Sunday, he's getting paid. He does get paid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, joking. <laughs> I'm joking. You're worried about him. God bless. I mean, we love Dermot, but presenting yeah. one of the biggest shows in the country. I'm sure he's all right. He's vast. Yeah, vast. Um, he, he actually said when I saw him that he wanted to go to Basel away. Is he? Yeah, no, he did want to, but he didn't. He hasn't, that, hasn't make it. pull that off. Right. So you'll go to the round of 16. We're going to go to the round. Yeah, we're going to go to the round. And we play one of these incredibly difficult teams yeah, that Dan's just listed. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so that's giving you time, Luke, to think about your predictions. Yeah, uh, um, I, think, I think that we will draw 1-1. Oh. I still think we top the group even okay. with that result do we? it will come down because they'll be the same result yeah because we had the but I mean their final game is against Ludogorets so it might come down to that yeah I keep forgetting there is another game after that yeah well we go to the game away so I'm going 1-1 1-1 and Bournemouth and Bournemouth I think I think they might struggle a little bit without Wilshire ironically yes indeed he was very good on yeah yeah so I think we'll win that game 2-0 2-0 I'll be back in form Jude Dan, were you Jude Dan Dan Jude? I have a 
suspicion we'll lose on Wednesday. Oh. I think that oh. they... <laughs> you are, you really are. You're more pessimistic than I am. I, I, I just think they outplayed oh, us. And we, we, I, I think that... <laughs> I, I suspect Sanchez might get a break. Uh, yeah. I, I think that, you know, we might rest a few players for that game. I don't think we're going to play a, a second team by any means. But I think yeah. you looked at... Um, how few kilometres we covered against United. That was a very tired Arsenal side. And I think a few of them all need a rest. I think Iwobi will probably come back. Um, so I, I suspect they might sneak a win or, or a low-scoring draw. Uh, and I think, I think we will get a good result against Bournemouth. No, I need specific scores. Now. Come on, you're not <laughs> messing about with I say, I say 2-0 um, PSG. 2-0? Oh, God, that's um, not a tedious night. And I, and I think we'll uh, I think we'll get a decent result against Bournemouth. I say 3-1 against 3-1. Bournemouth. Um, I think we're due a good home performance mm. um, after, after Borough and after Spurs. Yeah. Okay. Josh? Well, well, it seems to have escaped you that we are unbeaten in 23 games in all competitions. Jim, Wait a minute, are you Leicester going back to last year, last season? No, since the Liverpool defeat. We had, I think, 23 games. So 23, maybe... Mm, I think 17. With editor. 17. Yeah, you'll play that trick of going back Did to I last season. Did I write this season? down? Did I not even write it down? There's the under-23 oh, yeah, under game there. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I apologise for you. We've, I, I even wrote it down in the uh, notes I did, which we haven't done notes in ages. No, no, it's a good menu. It's a very nice menu. Yeah, we've not lost in 17 games. So I think it will be... Um, but Spurs haven't... Our Spurs are unbeaten. We're still above them. It'll be 19 undefeated by the time of our next podcast next week. I think I agree, actually, exactly... With Luke, I think we'll draw one all and beat Bournemouth two 0 I think we're best friends. <laughs> are. We are. This is developing very well. I'm very pleased with it. Are you, you're not. Bought, you're, you want the, the Wenger impression, don't you? You just want to kind of. I, I don't. Know. I think it's. Uh, <laughs> I think it's fantastic, but I don't think that's central to the the friendship here. Oh, okay. Um, no, no. And I'll put the more sock back than, on. Than the sock, very accurate. The, the, uh, the sock is going back on, I should say, as we oh, wrap yeah, up the podcast. Sure, as, as I speak, um, Josh's sock is going back on. Um, sodden sock. What I'm, do you think, prediction? I am going to go for. I think we're going to beat Paris Saint Germain one nil. <gasps> yeah. See, I'm not that pessimistic. Is this because you're trying to be more positive? Yeah, I am. Okay. I'm telling myself it'll be fine. <laughs> and I think we're going to. I think we might have a weird, annoying draw against Bournemouth. I'm going to go for that. Yeah, like a two-all. You were doing so well. Yeah. I, well, you know, I just think there's going to be something, yeah, something really annoying about and that. The, is Theo going to find his form again? I hope so. I mean, I thought he did buy out for about half an hour. I mean, I, bet, I, I, I might be deluding myself, as, as I am obviously Theo's biggest fan. Mm. But I thought for the first half an hour, he was fine. Mm. Did a couple of really good things, actually. Kind of like one defensive thing and mm. one attacking mm. thing and then it was over mm. <laughs> and it was like yeah and then he did you see him interviewed afterwards he was the he was the yeah. first interview was on he? Sky I like yeah. that. quite defensive yeah, yeah. and he, what he was kind of like oh you're being a bit harsh like he, he was oh, quite really surprised by him. how because whoever was interviewing him said you know you were Jeff shit Street. <laughs> Jeff Street he was basically saying oh, oh, well, shit. Easy, and he was like we weren't that bad he, he was like we weren't that bad and blamed himself for the goal which oh, really? was part, yeah so he was a classic I found it very hard to concentrate over the Donald Trump-esque sniff he was doing the whole way through that was it was a bizarre he was very sniffy. You're right. Very, yeah. Very. Yeah. Well, maybe trying not, to take attention know. away from the poor, poor performance. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's his tribute to Donald Trump. Um, um, well, yeah. I anyway. think we should just wrap up on a positive. All note. right. Thank. On a positive note. 
psychic sidekick Josh Jeremy to wrap up. This is well, Alan Partridge would be furious at this point. <laughs> what? I'm undermining you <laughs> no, with the sorry. nature of where we should yeah. end this podcast. Psychic yeah. Simon, thank you. Sorry, boy. <laughs> sorry, you. boy. You've got as long as you need. Thank you. <laughs> I am wrapping up now, though, Josh. Oh, Thanks very much to Dan Jude. <laughs> thank you, and Luke Kempner. I kind of want Luke to do another little bit of Vengo, but it's, I know it's, it's no. Uh, look, uh, <laughs> we have a big game. Uh, Paris Saint Germain uh, chance to top the group. Uh, we have not lost in 17 games. Uh, yes, I, I must say, I think we are doing quite well. Thank you. And we'll be back Brilliant. next Fantastic. week. <laughs> We're back next uh, next Monday. Next Monday. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Bye. Ciao. Thanks. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.